Hello and welcome to the Horror Hour, a place we discuss, we debate, we disagree on all things horror. I'm one of the co-hosts here, Yutaka. Hello. And today I am joined by director Sylvia Kaminer um, of her recent film, Follow Her. How are you today? I am awesome. It's a beautiful, sunny Saturday. Yes. <laughs> and I'm in air conditioning because I'm currently in Florida, so that's a good Ooh, thing. Yes, absolutely. It is. The weather's been awful. Uh, with the heat but yeah. I would like to say um, so I did get to screen your film follow her and um, along with your main character you put me through the ringer okay um, so first off I'd like to know what it was like shooting this project well you know so it's the first uh, narrative feature film I've directed I kind of started in the documentary world so I worked with actors though I started as a stage director so I kind of mm -hmm pretty comfortable with actors but I knew going in this was going to have its challenges and I thought you know we kind of start things kind of slow and kind of move into the more intense really dynamic scenes which of course it didn't go that way <laughs> um, but we did start with the, the scenes with the, the two actors so kind of the middle chunk, mm -hmm. and that was with Danny Barker and Luke Cook and yeah it was everything you'd expect an independent you know film to be we shot up in you know, Saugerties and Woodstock, New York. So we were housing, people were sleeping on the set. I mean, it was, it was, yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, not a ton. They each had bedrooms, <laughs> but, you know, go to bed and they're all, yeah, that was, yeah, that was fun. Well, um, also then too, I mean, kudos to also both Danny Barker and Luke Cook. They were phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and I know Danny wrote this. So uh, what was it like also? Because again, you have so few actors, which I love because then that means not only does the writing have to be on point, but you have to continually keep focus. Um, so how was it trying to continually create keep the tension that you kept throughout the film? That was always a big struggle. So I had been looking for a script. I really, I've been saying I was going to direct a film for 15 years <laughs> and I got so busy producing other people's films and then doing documentaries that I took about a year and I read a bunch of scripts and a mentor of mine who's a beloved New York City director filmmaker who he lost about a year and a half ago John Gallagher put me in touch Aww. with Danny um when he read the script and so the tension was always you know I love that that was dynamic that we thought we could do it for moderate you know not a moderate cost. <laughs> And that was always, so I really worked on adding in some horror elements and there were things about Hitchcock um, that I really love. Not that I'm comparing myself to Hitchcock, but I of course was influenced by him. And, and of course my cats are making an appearance. Oh, you're fine. And Mr. Squeakers, who's in the movie, will probably parade around too. <laughs> oh my God, I love <laughs> yes, that. I just the love movie. that. <laughs> he was the hardest actor. He was the most temperamental actor in the entire set. I'm not kidding. Um, so... I had the idea and Danny and I had such a great collaborative relationship. She's a wonderfully talented, not only actress, but writer. And I really wanted, the thing I love about Hitchcock is that he in, involves the audience in a way where you're typically a step ahead of the main character. So you're more anxious for them because you know something they don't know. 
So yes. there are a few little places, you know, where, you know, a certain door gets locked and you're like, oh, and she doesn't realize, you know, there's just a few things that I, I really wanted to start layering in a little bit, you know, um, and that would up the tension. And then, you know, the way we were moving the camera, I have a brilliant DP who I've worked with many times, Luke Geisler. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we really talked about how to build that tension. And we looked at, you know, shots from like The Shining of how they made Jack Nicholson look so freaky, you know, when he's losing his mind and how to shoot Luke, you know, who's oh, a my actor at, yeah, he, he's, yeah. Mm -mm. A actor, yeah. <laughs> I was, I'm gonna be on. I was like, oh man, he's so attractive. I'm like, yeah. oh, no, mm -mm. it's like <laughs> red flags everywhere. I was like, get out of the house, kind of right. thing. Um, but I also, I really enjoyed, um, aside from that, uh, just uh, well, one, where did you find this location? Because that barn was amazing, amazing. I know. So, Danny, um, who wrote it and stars in it. We produced it along with a producer I absolutely adore and could not have made this movie without Michael and Jan. And Danny and I actually started, you know, while we were writing, you know, while we were rewriting and working, started going online and going to like Airbnb and <laughs> VRBO. And we had one bar that we were like, this is it. I even brought the DP out and Michael and I went and we're like, okay, we got it. And then they wanted way too much money and then they were selling it. So we lost that. And then we happened to find it's called Barn on the Pond and oh my God, even better. And it had everything we needed. And I know when I showed it to the DP, he got really excited because we had space. Yeah, mm -hmm. the stairs, you know, the, the exteriors. Yeah. So it was, I think, I want to say it was like Airbnb or VRBO, something like that. And yeah, the owner it got really excited and actually even became a, a tiny little investor in the film. Oh, that's amazing. <laughs> and helped. And his, his pro property manager was like a prop master for us. And her boyfriend was like, help. I mean, amazing. Not I love that. She called our, our amazing production designer, Noah. And yeah. <laughs> I think it was that's one great. of those projects, you know, help us out. Yeah. I love that. Um, I, honestly, I'm a huge fan of independent horror. And I could really tell while watching this that you all were just giving it 100%. And um, I didn't get a chance to check, and I should have about Dan. It was this Danny's first feature length that she's written as well. Yes, and started. Yeah, yeah. Crazy! Yeah. Wow. She had done. She's been in a couple of other genre films where she had small but significant roles, but small. Mm -hmm. And then she had a. She kind of lived an altered version. She had a YouTube show where mm -hmm. she would do some of these crazy things and. <laughs> get tickled and do some wacky shit <laughs> and film it secretly and blur, you know, so we used some of that, you know, and then we just took it to a dark place. Um, it was a, it was a fascinating story. Um, I found it very original. And also I really, I mean, obviously, you know, you're rooting for Danny, but at times though, too, I was just like, you've done some pretty <laughs> awful things too. I'm like, I'm not really, yeah sure which way to think about this and so i really enjoyed that dynamic um yeah. and even when you first kind of also meet luke's character i'm like yeah seems okay but you know as, yeah. as you progress you're just like yeah yeah he was kind of the we knew we needed someone really charming 
mm-hmm. and attractive, but not in a slick, like he's a very attractive guy, but in a yes. different, he's not your typical GQ, although if he wanted to, he could go that way, but he's more interesting, you know? And we thought, you know, a lot of women in their late twenties or early twenties or whatever would probably walk with him to go get a script to then go to, you know, to go work. And mm-hmm. so we felt like that's kind of believable. And he was from Australia. So, you know, it was, it just felt, and the chemistry between the two of them, you know, his audition for us were like, we can't say yet, yes, yet, <laughs> but it was so good. I mean, our casting director, Judy Henderson was like, guys, and we were like, oh shit. And yeah, so we didn't look much more, you know, we had already, and we'd been, you know, off, not offered, but suggested actors maybe with a larger following. Cause mm-hmm. you know, Sabrina, the, what is that? The, you know, the, the revised, the new Netflix Sabrina mm-hmm. series. Yes. He plays the devil and he played, you know, the dark, um, hadn't really launched him yet, you know? So it was after we, that's why we kind of had to film quickly with him. Cause we're like, he's going to be busy on that series. Yeah. He's well, in the season. You guys left out. Cause I think both of them, they just continually matched each other's intensity. And I really enjoyed that. Um, I, I'm curious to know because one of my favorite scenes, though, is at the barn and playing with the sights and sounds in terms of turning off the lights, playing the music. Just, like, what was it like filming on set that oh, day? Oh, my God. Because you made, like, that gave me palpitations. <laughs> okay, I'll let you in on a little secret. So we didn't have a huge crew. Um, and for that scene, it was obviously just the two actors. So I had... The DP, you know, on the main, on his mm-hmm. camera, we had the gaffer and the key, gr- and all of that was being done by hand, like, okay, and, and Luke at times would have to say lights, and then they would go, and turn, I mean, it was, <laughs> That's awesome. and I'm sitting on the ground, like, oh my God, are we ever going to get this? And, you know, the jumping and the, all of that stuff, it was, yeah, we had to fix a tiny bit of it and post, just remove a couple of frames. But no, it 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 took us a, it took us because it was all practical. We all just mm-hmm. sit there and adding the strobe and when knowing how much or how little and that projected light behind them and yeah, well that was later on. But yeah, so that it, was and then a lot of that was was Luke is just so good at moving his body, yeah, and I was changing just... his expressions and. Yeah. Very unsettling. Um, so obviously what I I mean, that's what I love about horror and genre. Yeah. Like you nailed it. I was just like, this scene is so uncomfortable. I was just like, <laughs> oh my God. And um yeah, I I'd like to know then too. So how long did it take to um film this entire project? So with Luke and Danny, um, we filmed for 12 days. Okay. Um, to get the kind of and then we we came back i had a series um a travel series to go off and shoot with my mm-hmm. for the next like six months and make <laughs> some cash and and then we came back and we shot i think it was three more days and a day and a half of second unit and then we did the same thing again the following month so it was okay. like 12 15 18 days and a couple days of second unit to get some of the hit you know the cameras walking moving around the city sure you know. Um, so it was relatively quick, but it wasn't, you know, I mean, I've been on films where we've shot for, you know, 14 or 15 days. So we had a, a couple extra days, but, you know, we needed it because of also because of all the practical having to have space, thinking about on the frame um, where we were going to lay in the the graphics, you know, <laughs> and all of that, because that was a big part of 
oh my god i don't know that i ever want to do another graphic heavy i can't tell you <laughs> moms i mean he's sitting here oh my god i mean we had over 200 graphics and stuff in the film and coming up with stupid comments and i engaged with danny a bit and got her to do some but then i'm a little bit of a control freak with certain things so I, I was like well they should you know i wanted them to build in a certain way it was just a lot of work <laughs> those graphics and then our graphic house you know um alex noble i mean genius and that oh my gosh our opening title sequence that that ben did is yeah yeah, yeah so. I, I, I'm going to tell you, I am not a fan of editing. So whenever I'm watching, <laughs> so like when doing the graphics or cutting and things, I'm just uh -huh. like, oh, so seeing all that, I was like, a lot of work went into this. Um, and I do think it, I feel like it paid off. I mean, um, I know when we were going through the list and um, we saw, you know, this is going to be playing at um, Popcorn Frights, but um, I immediately reached out and I was like, please let me review this or just I was like I'll, or at least let me talk to the filmmaker because <laughs> the concept was it was just it was original and I think Danny did a great job with the writing and acting mm. um, but I really also enjoyed um, without giving too much away uh, I'm trying to not spoil but the part <laughs> where it felt like you just said cut in that in that scene I was just like and all of that I was like how did they do this? Oh my God. Like that was just so like on point and like perfectly executed at everybody. I'm like, like, yeah. how did you set that up? That was, yeah, that, you know, it's funny because some of the, you know, as it happens, sometimes it was a pretty free set as far as Danny and I were often at the end of the day mm -hmm. on notes and giving Luke Thank God he was patient with us, you know, new pages and you, and we, we just knew that we wanted a bunch of twists. And so that evolved a little bit. It was always kind of like that, um, you know, okay. this first huge twist, but we added to it. And I don't want to say too much because that is a huge twist in the film, but. Oh, it was beautiful. It, wasn't, it was, it was tricky. And that last, the last day of filming was the last bit of the stuff. Oh. And of course you never have time on your last day <laughs> of the 12 days with Luke. And so. It was like the sun was coming up and it was like, oh my God, we have to finish. And yeah, yeah. And shooting in the, and it was winter. So it was cold out. We were afraid we were going to get to like new snow for the oh, wood. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All the, all the typical, you know, worrying, worrying things, you know. Oh my gosh. I was just like, I, I, I had to pause and go, hold up. Wait, what the hell just <laughs> happened? It was oh, such right. a good, like, it was a great twist that I didn't see coming. I'm like, yay. I was like, Oh, okay. All right. Well, I'm, I was like, just, again, as I said, I was just so put through the ringer because I'm like, I didn't know that was out. I didn't see it coming. I guessed a few things, but that was way beyond the scope. And so I loved it. Um, one of the other things that I really also enjoyed is, um, and this also goes with the writing though, is um, just Danny's character um, and kind of being that morally ambiguous yeah you know like i mean yeah. we've all done terrible things well i wouldn't say terrible but we've all done things that could be questionable um and sometimes we'll learn from them and so it was very interesting to see that progression yeah. for her yeah and you know we struggled with it you know because there are those people that will say oh you can't have a lead character that's unlikable but anti-hero is a big thing but anti-hero mm -hmm. they always make them a little bit likable so <laughs> 
when we after we sh- we had the luxury of shooting that first section, then having some months before we mm-hmm. came back. So Danny and I rewrote and rewrote and rewrote the opening and the closing. Okay. You know? So we're like, okay, we have to make her a little bit, give her a little <laughs> bit of redemption, make her try to be a little better, give her a little so she's not as, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the same with the end. We're like, how do we keep the twisty turny feel of the film going in those last. 15 17 minutes and mm. uh yeah so it was a really interesting Chef's kiss <laughs> that thing. indeed yeah that was uh, and our editor i will say um alex gans he's a master he's great he's edited some great great films and he really also you know was a collaborator because you know that whole ending you know we had already cut the mid piece together before we shot the very ending and mm-hmm. so we were talking about how to build it in the grat you know yeah you know wow well, I again, kudos. And I didn't honestly, I didn't hate her because I kind of liked her smarmy attitude as well. <laughs> I loved the confidence. I mean, I was like, oh, yeah. you probably shouldn't do that. But it was just so um well, she was charismatic. Very yeah. yeah. Well, and she's like, yeah. I'm like, but, yeah. I was like, I yeah. kind of want to be like you because you just have that confidence. I'm like, I want that. Um <laughs> But then I'm like, oh, you 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 can't be doing that. Right. Um, and I also enjoyed uh, that uh, father daughter relationship that was also in this. Yeah, that- and Mark having Mark Moses, you probably recognize. Yeah, yeah I mean, <laughs> he, he you know he's yeah. such a wonderful actor. You know, it was like we knew we needed to cast someone who could tell us who that character was in ten seconds, and we're like, so when we made the offer, we were so thrilled to get him. He's wonderful. He guy. was. It was nice to have somebody that could kind of ground her, somewhat ground her, um, because I feel like she was still always trying to break free. But I really appreciated that. Um, And I do. I enjoy. uh, I mean, I've been a fan since Desperate Housewives. But uh, yeah, I really, really enjoyed that. I think the cast in general just it worked so well. Um, Yeah, Ileana, who plays Kai, is a wonderful young actress, and <laughs> and she was perfect. She, you know, we we brought her in from LA just for that. For I think she filmed only for what? a day or two, and we're like, you know what? She's she's worth it. We're gonna fly her in, and she was great to work with, sweetheart. <laughs> I'd love to work with her again. And she just again, kind of like Mark, you see her, she exudes what she needs to for the character. And you're like, okay, I know who this is because we yeah. didn't have a lot of time for you to understand who. Jess was aspiring to and who was Jess looking up who was her best kind of who she thought was her best friend <laughs> right oh my goodness yeah. Yeah. So. I loved it um you know for this film um and for those that I you know I urge everyone to see this really um what do you hope that uh viewers get from this film or take away I guess yeah I mean it's a little bit of a cautionary tale and it's a little bit of a, you know, a slippery slope you can go really when you put your confidence or establishing who you are out there in social, in the social network, in the social media, whatever Mm -hmm. you call it, you know, that's a slippery slope. And when you're looking for likes and follows and comments (laughs) to give you meaning and, and purpose, that's, that's a little dangerous. I mean, you know, it's a time suck. Social media, I, you know. Um, you don't have to tell me that. I still miss the days of, you know, growing up and uh, not, ro- I mean, no, yeah. we still had rotary phones at my house. But, you know, <laughs> I like it. it I don't think um, the younger generation actually understands that when you put right. things out there, 
it's out there. And even for me, like, I know I'm like, I need to be caution or cautious of what I put out there. Um, And I think, especially when you're being a little bit risque, which is fine, but you need to, you just, you got to be careful. Yeah. And Um, who you trust, you know, and who could be watching you that you don't know. And through your camera, like I keep, I'm one of those. Oh my gosh. Tape over my camera on my camera. I wasn't until I watched. (laughs) I was like, nope. I was like, I'm going to go ahead and make sure it's always closed or something. Yeah, or just put it, I put a little sticker over it. Um, but yeah, you know, just, and to have fun. I just, you know, I really, really, for my first, you know, narrative film, I really just wanted to make an audience, like a pleasing film, like a fun film that would take you on a ride. And, you know, maybe you'd have yes. something to talk about. And also, you know, you might say to the people you went with, what did she decide at the end? And I don't want there to be a clear answer. I know? love that. That that was just like I kept going back and forth, like playing yeah. in my head how I wanted to see it. But right. and that's I loved it. Um, well, we I, have to make a part two and a part three. We already have ideas, but who knows? You know. Stop it! Oh my god. Yeah, we'll see. I don't know if my heart could take that. I would be so excited. <laughs> um, but that, yeah, I, I mean, when I watch this, and um, I immediately emailed uh, Ted, who's just a great guy, and I was just like. Yeah can I please speak with the filmmaker? <laughs> I was like, it, it, because again, this project was just, I love something that gives me a good scare, makes me think. Mm. But as you said, it was just a fun ride. I really, I didn't know who to trust. Um, and for, I think Danny, I mean, the fact that this is her first time in a, like as a, in a feature role, also yeah. writing it. Yeah. And this is your uh, first narrative. Like, just help me understand because I know I am just somebody who can get very like, um, tell me about the pressure because I, I, just in my current day, I like, I feel like if I've got a huge project or something that weighs on me. And so um, what was that like? You know? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was definitely intense because I knew we had to get it right because, Mm -hmm. you know, money fixes things. So when you don't have extra money to spare, you have to get it (laughs) right the first time. So, and I knew I didn't want to kill the crew because a happy crew, you know, happy film. It So it, there was a lot of pressure. There was definitely, you know, thankfully I had Michael to take a lot of that pressure off, but, you know, I've been, I've been producing for 20 years. So I kind of had to, you know, be the kind of know, like I was always producing myself. I wish I didn't have to do that. But as a director, because Michael was so busy making everything else work, I was always like, Sylvia, you don't have time for another shot. No, you can't do that setup. No, you have to be ready for lunch. You can't be late. Uh, you know, so, and I would sometimes say, oh, screw off and do it anyway. But I had that kind of, you know, because I also, I knew how, like, I, I knew I never wanted to and move away from a shot unless I thought I had it. I had said to myself, you're never, okay. I don't care, never say moving on unless you really see, even if it's pieces, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you have it. And I also wanted, because I had, you know, I, I often, for the really important stuff, I would check in with Luke and Danny because we're collaborators. And, and I thought I it would love be that to make sure like, guys, are you good? I'm really good. I feel like we got, and I, and if they wanted, if they were like, you know, I really feel like they almost 99% were like, we're good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. And we moved on. Um, but there was a lot of pressure. And I'll tell you one little story. So I had started day one was going to be a beautiful scene outside in the, in a park where the two of them meet for the Mm -hmm. first time, a lot of page count, but it's two actors outside 
not going to be a very challenging day. We've been checking the weather for weeks. The art department needed that day to get the set finished, you know, the mm -hmm. whole huge set. Late afternoon, early evening, suddenly a storm is coming in. And I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> so I call the production designer, Noah, and I'm like, no, we might have to shoot inside tomorrow. She's like, the set's not ready. She's like, the only set we have that we could get ready is the bedrooms upstairs. That was the first scene we shot. Now I had, what? yeah, I had plans. I had movies and scenes I was going to study to kind of get ready for the kind of love scene. And holy shit, day one, day foot one. mouth, you know, all that crap. Hi, Luke, here's Danny. We had a couple of days <laughs> rehearsal. But when I called Luke and then I called Danny the night before the first day of filming, I was like, guys, they both were a little, you know, as actors. They sure, of course. That. And that's, I mean, Luke's character's in a very different place. Danny's character's in. So I wasn't really ready. So it was just like, and we, the morning, and we didn't really decide because they were both like, well, if we don't have to, let's not. That morning, it was too risky. Class, you know, thunderstorm. It was all just too threatening to, we couldn't mm -hmm. be filming by trying to go outside. So sure. that morning, I'm like, guys, we have to go for it. And it was probably the best thing because we all got over, we all got over getting to know each other. We all <laughs> like jumped right in and I'm like, holy shit, I'm telling, like, I'm like, yeah, that was. That's yeah. a crazy fucking scene. I mean, it's, it's, it's so good too, but it's so like. Filming a narrative feature for me with these actors and, the, and, the, and uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. So that was, <laughs> that was. <laughs> I am gagged. That's. Yeah. But well, okay. That, Bravo. You know, that's indie. That's indie. I've had crazier things happen on the docks I've made, you know, but, but yeah, but for that, that was. That's amazing. I mean, again, it, it just goes also to the, um, the testament of just the collaborative effort that you all had and just the chemistry because it worked very well. And again, I, yeah. I love and to I, be scared. So good. And I have to say, I have to kind of throw, kudos out to my DP. Cause the thing I love about Luke Geisbuehler, he's a, he's, you know, so many D and I, I, I shouldn't say that I haven't worked with so many DPs, but mm -hmm. I, my concern would be that sometimes DPs are so worried about what they're, what the visual is in a frame that they're mm -hmm. maybe not listening as much to the performance. And with Luke, it's both, you know, cause I could ask Luke, like, do you think that was too much? You know, should I, you know, and like, just as a, another set of eyes and someone whose artistic taste I really respect. So he made me less stressed, I would say, because I knew I could lean on him, you know, and he's made, I mean, you know, he just did Borat. He had, he was shooting, you know, all the Borats. I mean, he works yeah, with <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen all the time. He does his series and he's, you know, done narrative a bunch as well. And so I felt, so it was really nice to have people like, like that. And my, you know, that I, I could lean on, you know, if I had a, I needed another, you know, just another outside eye or a thought or a question and yeah i i mean that's awesome i i love to hear that uh i guess for my final question because i i'm such a a horror fan or a genre fan but what has been one thing you know in the past 365 days in the genre that's really excited you or just you know like shocked you or just something that you know maybe you're like okay that was, that was good Wow. Gosh. It doesn't even have to be a movie. It could just be like a, a moment, a character, or even a performance. I'm just curious. Yeah. Well, you know, 
so just recently, of mm-hmm. course, this is going to be a little boring because everyone talks about it, but I just saw no Jordan Peele excites me, of course. Yeah. Fucking genius. Yes. I mean, who has three movies in a row like that? I mean, I was literally just thinking about it. If we, I was like, could Martin Scorsese, like Mean Streets to Taxi Driver, I'm trying, oh, and then it was the, you know, like, could we find another first early three films? Yeah. Like, filmmaker, like those three. Knock it out and of I, the park. Yeah. Not that. And then I also, I friggin' loved The Dark Phone, The Black Phone. Holy shit. I love that movie. I don't know. I, I can't say which one I like better, to tell you the truth, because The Black oh. Phone, everything I love it in horror didn't show you too much which neither mm-hmm. and it was nostalgic i'm like i feel like i'm home and it's nostalgic <laughs> but it's a horror film like there's bad shit going on it was like a coming I of age horror that. film yeah and that- i love the black film that movie really excited me and then seeing nope and nope was so different than what i expected it wasn't that scary but it was creepy and oh god the performances mm-hmm. holy shit I mean, he always manages just to pull out these crazy performances from the actors. And I I think, you know, those were those are two great films, honestly. And uh, another thing I'll say about the black phone is the child actors. Like, oh, oh, my gosh. So good. I saw that. I saw that yeah. overlook and I was just like, what of that the Netflix the huge I'm forgetting the name you know it's like season the uh, uh oh like, Stranger Things yeah which is they have great child actors yeah to work with some of those kids but the that young boy in Black Phone oh Mason Thames like was yeah yeah they, like the genre is doing so great and I love so hot right now it's like we're like back in the 80s or somewhere early not like it's so hot like it's, that's exciting you know I have a project I'm working on that I'm like oh my god this is so like I, you know it's a little bit higher it's like an elevated horror film it's kind of like got a monster in it so it's a little bit more effects but it's all heart it's got a lot to say and um, that's really excited about it yeah oh. and yeah. then if Danny and I can get a part two started oh I, I would be so here to see that oh my goodness um oh. If it happens, I, we'll let you know. <laughs> you know, my other favorite thing is there, there always have been, but there's just been a huge rise in female directors and horror really 100%. getting their moments to I shine. Know. And it makes me so freaking happy. Like, that's so why uh, I think, yeah. who, you know, um, like Maggie Levin, Gigi Salguerrero, Emily Bennett, like there's just... And so, so I'm many. I know. happy to add your name to the, like, this was. Thank you. Yeah. So yeah. I can't wait to see your next project. Cause that already sounds like something right yeah. up my alley. Um, okay. I just want to say again, thank you so much for taking the time to speak. Oh, with thank you. This was um, fun. Yeah. Again. I love your show. I watched, <laughs> I watched one. Yeah. No, it's, you always have such interesting people and conversations. <laughs> cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, I love speaking with filmmakers and, and then and we also have film. a. I, Your passion I do. <laughs> for the genre definitely comes through loud and clear. And I, I, I just love hearing how you all create your art because um, in some way, shape or form, it impacts me. Um, whether, again, my doctor doesn't like that it raises my <laughs> blood pressure. But th- sometimes there's um, things to take away, which from this there is. And then sometimes it helps me just escape and have a good damn time because that's what films should do. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, for everyone, again, Popcorn Frights on the 14th. And there's some virtual tickets, so. 
Maybe. There's a few. There's not many. Yeah. And then if you're in London, come to Fright Fest. <laughs> So. I, I mean, I can't believe you at Fright Fest. That's such a big festival, too. Yeah, I'm really excited. Oh, we're traveling. So Danny arrives next week. So we go off to Fort Lauderdale for popcorn. Then we go to Mexico City for Macabro, which is a fabulous friggin' Mex Mexican festival. Then we go to London. And then I, I can't say yet for a few more. Oh, when is this going to air? This won't air until the weekend of Fright Fest. Oh, great. So then we're going to go to Biff. Brussels, huge. Stop. Yes. Oh yes. my God. Congratulations. Isn't that huge. I know. Yes. I'm so biff. I, and we have a great screening. We're in, at night on a weekend night. I'm stoked, but I am so friggin' nervous about having to sing a fucking song that oh. they make the directors stand up on the stage before the movie. So I, I made Danny. I'm like, Danny and Michael, you're both coming. I'm not singing alone. That's going <laughs> So I yeah. think that is. And then just... I, go, I come, I fly back and I go straight to Albuquerque for a really sweet festival there. So it's, it's fun. It's going to be a, a rock. That just makes me so happy to hear that. Oh my God. Because yeah. again, this film needs to be seen and it's, I'm just happy to hear it's really making the festival circuit yeah, and because we're gonna start sharing it with distributors soon. Oh my so God. Uh, I, really all I hope is at one point I'm hoping I want to see it on the big screen. I don't know if it'll get to happen here in the Midwest, but if not, I'm just Hopefully, gonna we're hoping even if it's a, you know, limited release on the screen. I will drive an hour and a half to go see this. Ooh. Well, it's worth it. In the festival. What, where are you exactly? Again? I'm in St. Louis, so but I will keep my eye out yeah. for sure because, um, yeah, this is this is just a film I'd want to see. But again, thank you so much. Um, again, congratulations, and I really hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. You too. All right. Bye bye. You have been listening to the horror hour see you next time